Hey, let's get off the rails on a Thursday party time, Mom. That's right, Mom. We're coming for you. Uh, the uh, I don't even know if my mother still watches this show, so I've kind of been dropping the party time, <laughs> Mom. It's just party time. She's tired of me. She's tired of all my stuff. I know. It's crazy. Studio 22, The Mothership. We are flying into the nether regions of all things insanity. The Puppet Master, Mark, Super Chris Cruz, and Let's Love Brandon at the helm driving us in. I need a lot of energy from you guys today because <laughs> we got a special guest in the hot seat, my good friend Lily Kate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we've been working on getting you here for a minute, so... I'm glad you... You just never gave me your phone number to contact you to get Well, here. you know what I do? I keep that kind of stuff on the down low because <laughs> girls get crazy. Girls get crazy. No, I'm happy you're here. <laughs> You've got a new show coming out, Sanity Check. Yes. We're in the middle of season one right now. Yeah. How are you doing this? What's going on? So Sanity Check is a show where we go and literally test the sanity of any college campus that will host us. And so we went to UC Santa Barbara. Season two, we're going to UC Berkeley. We did Texas A&M. We've done all the schools in between, um, UT Arlington. And spoiler alert, most schools actually fail the Sanity Check. And so in short, the way that we gauge the sanity is we have four different metrics. So the first metric is we go to the busiest spot on school. We uh, set up a tabling event and we bring a petition. So that petition, uh, for example, at Texas A&M, we did. We believe that every student should uh, be required to have a diversity training before entering campus. Um, So we can get a total of five pages of signatures on there. Um, A&M really wanted diversity training for all their freshmen, like really bad. But then after that, if the student signs and gives us their name and email, we give them the option. We say, hey, as a little gift to you, we'd like to give you a flag. Whichever flag you identify with most, feel free to take it. And we give them the option between an American handheld or an LGBTQ flag. And so, uh, again, at A&M specifically and all the other schools, there are no LGBTQ flags left at the end of the day. And we're not taking that many. After that, if the student is like particularly Friendly, not in a rush to get to class, we ask them some questions on camera. And these questions are to pretty much reveal the political indoctrination that that student has been steeped in. And so we've asked them questions, uh, are women even real? Or do you think abortion is mean? Or my favorite one, do you think the pride movement should be more inclusive of people who want to date their siblings? And uh, UC Santa Barbara, four of the 10 said, sure, why not? Wow. Uh, yeah. And then after that, we interviewed the Turning Point chapter or the YAL or YAF or whatever chapters hosting us about the persecution they've been through, how the faculty and administration has been to them, what what's the doxing situation, all that kind of stuff. And then after that, we calculate all the numbers and give them a score. Wow. So much. It's a lot to fit into a five minute episode. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for your editors. You're out because oh, I know the mean, content is you got me. you. Yeah, so you're doing it, huh? Uh-huh. You're the one. Well, I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. Blaze TV, give this girl a job. All right? That's all I'm going to say. She needs her own show. Unless Turning Point or Prager, you pick me up we first. We don't believe in but... them. We don't believe in them. You know, how, you know how most college kids don't believe in women? We don't believe in Prager, you or Turning Point. Forget those people. They're competitors. Daily right. Wire what? We don't even know those people. Hey, Daily Wire's the goal, but... Yeah, uh, we don't know. Nah, Blaze TV's where you need to be. She, You notice how she just threw the gauntlet right down. Yeah, just bargain basement well, you gotta, television. You got to play here. hard to get. I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. <laughs> that's like whenever that's like whenever uh, you you uh, go and ask a girl out, and she's like, "Well, you're not Biff, but okay." <laughs> I love it. You and I have done a lot of events together, though. Uh, we've done a, a few of them, and you're a firecracker on stage. You're always rocking and rolling, spitting facts, and and, and hammering down truth. And I've had people, people who have have come to me and they've said. I have to host an event, an MC an event next week. Do I have to be as good as her? 
No way. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's hilarious because the people who are organizing the events, they always say, just do what you're best at. And I'm like, you know, I should start charging for this because you, you yeah. seeing is like a, a passion I didn't know I had or a party trick I didn't know I had. Yeah, so. yeah you and I'll talk. You definitely need to be charging <laughs> for this because you're good at it. So, Thank you. Uh, so I'm excited about the show. You you chose not to go to college. Yeah. What fact? Why? What factored into I, that decision? This is my favorite question ever. So let me just lay the land out a little bit. My dad has seven degrees. My mom has two, or a master's, a, a bachelor's and a master's. My yeah. brother went to Baylor University when he was 16 years old. Homeschool family, so like uber genius, except me, apparently. And I was 15 years old, and my brother, he had started studying for the SATs when he was 15. And so he'd gone to college, been so successful, and I turned 15, and I was like, well, seems like I got to start studying for the SAT. So I get out these honking, massive SAT books, and I put them on the ground, and I'm flipping through, what is the SAT, how does it work, whatever. And of course, the first section is the math section. Mm -hmm. And being a homeschooler, I was taught how to argue and debate. And I was taught about history and English. Math was just like, I was self-taught math, right? So it goes to the math section of the SAT. And I'm, you know, a few years behind what the SAT is requiring for math. And I'm flipping through it. And me being the woman that I am, I just get this like, intense emotional trauma and I'm just like sitting there and I'm crying and I'm like you know getting more angry and more frustrated as the pages are turning and I'm just like I'm never going to be able to learn this math I'm never going to be able to make it to college I'm going to end up homeless like the whole (laughs) spiral of a 15 year old girl so my dad walks up the stairs and he's like hey Lily how would you like your steaks and he walks in the room and I'm like sprawled on the ground in a bathrobe like crying and he's like what the heck is wrong with you um and i tell him all my woes and he sits me down and he's like you know you don't have to go to college if you don't want to and i was like oh i was like that's a really good point (laughs) and then ever since that moment i just decided i didn't want to go to college there you go (laughs) and you're doing well you're doing well i mean obviously you know you you seem reasonably educated for a homeschooler Ah, right i appreciate it it's that classical education you are everything everything i'm continually barking and and talking to our audience about get your kids out of the public school you're everything i want them to see in a human being thank you i i just know how to talk to adults most students or children now they just can't engage with an adult in a way that's not like I just need to be told what to do and boss around. You know, we have like students now are just so not filled with anything. And I've seen that, especially on the college campuses I go to. Right. Most of the people like we're trying to engage with you because trying to get interaction for our episode. Most people have AirPods in um, a a hoodie on a mask and they walk with their head down, shoulder slumped and you can't even get their attention. And so that's really been shocking to me, just how unsocialized public school people are, because as a homeschooler, I'm supposed to be the one who's unsocialized. Yeah. And they said about numerous founding fathers, you know, particularly Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, they said that those guys, they spent so much time around adults when they were growing up, they had to interact because that was just the world they lived in. Right. It made them more intelligent people. 
mm-hmm. right? They were engaged in, in deeper conversations, more uh, intellectual and, and complexity of thought conversations and things like that. So yeah. there's some merit to that. But again, people today, they're, they're interacting with their devices. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got music blaring at them. They've got bits and bytes of information that are bombarding their brains constantly. Yeah. And I'm so, a believer that we were not supposed to be consuming this much information on a constant basis. Yeah. We've reached an, an information paralysis, if mm-hmm. you will. People feel like they have no purpose because all of the options are open to them in the whole entire world. And that leaves them to be just totally like staying in, in the one place and yeah. not knowing what to do at all. That's a good point. And it's it's not that we're doing the, the, the information is one thing. It's the methods of receiving the information and the information we're receiving. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get caught on TikTok scrolling through reels Gosh. for an hour and you're taking in information. But is it? It's not beneficial. Mm-mm. You know, you're not reading the encyclopedia. No, here. believe it or not, I actually like don't spend any time on TikTok. Yeah, good. I, it, <laughs> it, you shouldn't. I mean, I I avoid those things. Yeah. Like I forget apps like that even exist. Yeah, it's honestly. a good place to be when you do cuz like I spend all my time cuz I own a social media management company and I'm currently like building it, right? So that means I spend a lot of time just creating the content. Right. People are like, "Who do you watch?" and I'm like, "Uh, uh, I don't know, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Chad Prather. I'm like, they're like, oh, you, you don't watch any creators. And I'm like, content creators? No, like I know how to create the content for whoever the client is or for myself. I don't need to watch it to know what's going to capture someone's interest and do well. Yeah. So it is a cool place to be when you can just go a whole day without needing your phone, needing social media, because yeah. like I have all my notifications turned off for every app yeah. except the important ones. So. And we talked about it on the show Monday. You, you've got to take the time, take a break, reassess your priorities, notice the day. That's my mm. phrase right now, notice the day. And uh, I want to get into some reaction videos as we go into the show yeah. today. Because obviously, you are one of my favorite anti-feminists. I love it. Right? Yeah. And, and this abortion issue that is being brought to the forefront. Yeah. Uh, with this potential uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. What was your initial take with all of that as, as this has kind of started to emerge? I was shocked, first of all. I I tend to be on the more optimistic side. So whether it was from February 10th, with which was the date of the document that had right. been leaked, whether it was two days ago when it actually was leaked, or it, whether it was in June when they finally make the decision, I really firmly believed that they would all vote in the right way. I assumed that Justice, or Chief Justice Roberts would not vote in the right way, but still I had confidence in it. And so first initial reaction was this is great news if this is going to be the decision that they're going to have, you know, at the beginning of June and if yeah. they don't shift and, um, you know, change before then. But my other reaction was, has a leak ever happened before? And of course, all sources are saying nothing like this has ever happened before, first of all, and all my, you know, 10 years of being actually conscious in the world. <laughs> you know, my dad's a lawyer. Like, he's like, this kind of thing never happened before because we believe that it was planned. And so uh, the first kind of like analysis I had was this was planned. They, because minutes after the Democratic you know coalitions all had their talking points, already right. were sending out fundraising emails saying, hey, support, you know, women who want to kill their own babies. And, uh, you know, everyone was ready for it. And even funny, funny uh, to bring this up, but the Biden administration, instead of putting out a statement saying we condemn the person who did this, their immediate statement you know, was, um, no, we should codify Roe into law and yeah. we should, you know, make abortion freely legal for everyone who wants one. 
men or women, because apparently... I, I, I caught that and it concerned me too. Right. And I was like, that is the immediate reaction. Not that... Because they're all caring about, you know, the institution and restoring the integrity of the courts. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if, if you're not going to talk about the fact that someone within <laughs> decided to leak it and um, be a snitch then yeah. what are, where's the integrity? Well, Ron DeSantis had some words to say about that, uh, and I like the phrase that he used. Can we play that clip right quick? Yep. Let's do it. I will say, though, to have that leak out the way it did, did was really unprecedented, and I think it was um, you know, really an attack on a lot of the justices. I think it was an intentional thing to try to whip up uh, a lot of, uh, of the public, to try to make it very political, potentially try to bully them into changing one of their positions. And that is not something that's appropriate for, uh, uh, for the judicial branch. And so I hope, I know they launched an investigation. They need to figure out who did that, uh, and they need to hold them accountable because that's a real significant breach of trust. You want to talk about an insurrection, you know, that's a judicial insurrection to be taking that out um, and trying to kneecap uh, a potential majority uh, through kind of extra constitutional means. Yeah, whenever they were doing the hearings for Katanji Jackson Brown, and I said, you know, the re, you know, my biggest argument against her was she's not a judge as much as she's a judicial activist. Mm-hmm. The further we go with this, we're going to see this type of thing happen. Like you said, the talking points were already written. Joe mm-hmm. Biden didn't come out and condemn it. He immediately started talking about codifying into law. Uh, these are the kind of things where you're going to see more and more stuff like this happen because, again, it becomes agenda and narrative driven, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, this isn't about, you know, where I come from is about being a voice for the unborn and speaking out for the innocents who can't speak for themselves and defend themselves. Yeah. This whole thing, they don't care about babies. This, none no. of this is about babies. Well, it's all about the woman. And I, I find it funny that they all of a sudden remember what a woman is and yeah. use it when it's convenient. Yeah. My dad texted me this morning and said, as a man who can get pregnant at any moment and give birth, I am terrified about the overturning of Roe. And it was just, you know, just a funny text, but um, they really, like, they use definitions when they're convenient. They really do. And I woke up about 4 o'clock this morning and threw up in the toilet. Uh, I could be pregnant. I don't (laughs) know. Probably. It could be tequila that I had last night. I don't know. But it could, I could be pregnant, Chris. We may, we, I may be the cowboy version of the pregnant man emoji. We'll see. Well, I maybe mean, I, I maybe the Blaze can make a show called Chad's Expecting, except if he's go. expecting on Netflix. There you go. And I would be the whiniest birthing person ever. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would complain. I mean, I already eat whatever I want to eat, so there's that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can just go cold turkey on no alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever. we got some more videos to get into with Lily Kate. Hey, uh, you know me. I am skeptical, skeptical by nature, so when I first heard about home title theft. I was like, is this even real? I mean, we hear it on the radio. You hear it on this show. Can someone that's a cyber criminal really forge my name off the title of my home, take over as the new owner? Turns out, yep, they can. Real estate crimes and losses are rare, right? Wrong. According to the FBI, this crime is growing faster than credit card fraud, and you're not covered by homeowner's assurance or common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock earned my trust, and they should yours as well. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect anyone tampering with your home's title, they're going to mobilize to help shut it down. Here's what I want you to do. Number one, go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials from FBI agents and government officials. Number two, register your home address. This is free. You can see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. And when you protect your home, tell them Chad sent you to get my listener discount. HomeTitleLock.com. Say it with me, y'all. HomeTitleLock.com 
and we'll be right back. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, according to one TikTok viral user, uh, hookup culture will absolutely be decimated if SCOTUS tosses abortion. Um, In case you're a man who doesn't care about Roe v. Wade, just know that if abortion gets banned, hookup culture will be absolutely decimated, Bridget Gwynn wrote in text accompanying her Monday night TikTok video. Hookup culture is a synonym for casual sex, for those of you who don't know. Uh, one night stands. Um, what woman would have mediocre sex with a drunk rando if he could potentially father their child? Uh, 930,000 views on this. Wow. Um, yeah. How, how, how dare we, uh, you know, encourage celibacy? I right? know. It's a random thought, I know. Crazy. Um, one person said they were going to delete all their dating apps. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't found someone on those dating apps yet, it's probably about time to delete you are, them. You, you really have a problem hooking up with randos. <laughs> uh, I already told my sneaky link, no more meetups because of fears of pregnancy. Well, see, you can meet up. You can have, like, you're not going to get pregnant from a coffee. All right? So, like, if y'all want to get together at the... You know, well, whatever. And, and she's acting as if hookup culture is this ultimate good that has done a lot of good for society. Oh, it, it really, listen, it just is something that makes us better as a culture. It I mean, really does. Yeah, I mean, sexual promiscuity, that is like one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, 100%. Last time I read it. I, I mean, everybody needs another, a little more guilt and some yeah. more broken you hearts. You need a wife and a girlfriend on the side is what I've heard it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean... It's not an open, open relationship. We just cheat. Uh, this, you know, and here's the logic. You know, I'm scared that sexual assault numbers are going to rise because we know how well no can be tolerated. Uh, pregnancy rates are going to drop while death rates are going to rise. You know, the, the whole back alley abortion thing, that type of logic. You know, whenever they, whenever they give you um, a constitutional carry law for firearms in a state, they didn't suddenly turn into the wild, wild west and everybody start shooting each other like they assume it's going to happen. Right. Well, guess what? There's also not going to be a bunch of violent back alley abortions either if suddenly states say, no, you can't have an abortion. Right, because the majority of people actually think that what is legal is necessarily okay and moral, right? They're like, oh, if abortion is illegal, then I just won't get one. And the thing is, like, we both agree that abortion is a heinous, disgusting, gross, uh, should not be praised at all right Right. and so the left when they use this talking point they're like oh but it'll just force abortions to be gross and bad and um you know unsavory for the women and we're like i'm standing here like well good because that's a deterrent right if they want to go through with you know getting getting an abortion in a back alley it's going to be a lot more unsafe and that is going to be also used to reduce the number of abortions that are actually happening in the first place and you know why should we be sanitizing as a nation and you know just sweeping it under the rug the procedure of abortion which if i was getting a surgery and every time i had the procedure it ended in one person a hundred percent of the time dying mm. i wouldn't want to get that surgery yeah. yeah no matter no matter how convenient or cheap they make it right that's right? not uh it's crazy um Let's play. Uh, our, I love Corey Bush. I don't know if you guys know this or not. He's just a failed actor. Yeah, let's it does, let's uh, the uh, play Corey play uh, Representative Corey Bush here. Yes, I think I oh, think that show. the president oh, should really um, 
that's been my stance. Abolish the filibuster. Um, and uh, I saw that um, that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer um, did tweet out that there will be a vote. You know, there's going to be a vote on the legislation to codify um, uh, the uh, right to an abortion. Um, so we're looking forward to that. We need to see who's going to vote for. Let's put let's put the Senate on record. You know, but when I think about what else the president could do, one option could be through the the, the federal. Um, I'm sorry, through the Food and Drug Administration. The president could have the FDA issue regulations to expand access to medical medication abortion. You know, we need to bring that back into the conversation so that pregnant people could have access to a two pill regimen safely and be able to end a pregnancy um, at home up to ten weeks. Oh, sure. That's what we want. I said mm-hmm. Cory Bush. You heard Cory Booker. Booker. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, um, right. Basically the same <laughs> Both person. Both failed actors. Basically, basically the same re-re-talking head. <laughs> uh, yeah, Biden should have the FDA expand access to abortions. Do you see how just, just matter-of-factly they say, you know, you should be able to do an abortion at home? Yeah. No big deal. It just, you know, it's like having a shower. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a part of personal grooming. Right. And it's funny because they're freaking out about this so, so deeply because it is a religious sacrament for the feminists and the radical left. And we know this. Right. I saw a comment recently and it was like, Jesus says, this is my body sacrifice for you. But Mm. the feminists, they say, this is your body sacrifice for me. That's right. And it's totally just an inverse of, you know, Christianity. And it's um, uh, usurping God as our father. And of course, that is something that Christians, we have to be morally opposed to. But making it such a casual, for example, like my show sanity check we went to long beach and we asked students we said do you think that abortion is one of the most sacred rights that a woman has Mm. um and we said you know like up there with free speech and pretty much every person except one person from the turning point chapter said yeah yeah, she should wow. be able to, you know, do that whenever she wants. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, when she was arguing for abortion, she said, I, you know, a woman cannot be equal to a man unless she has access to an abortion. And I'm like, how anti-woman is that? Right. Like the most, you know, progressive feminist who recently passed away, you know, on the highest court of the land, literally thought that women are incapable of being equal to men unless she has the special privilege to kill her children. And that is not the conservative position at all, especially like my position i'm like no women and men are equal in value different in responsibility Mm. and you shouldn't you know the killing of an extension of you and your child should not be something that signifies first of all how empowered you are and second your value as an actual human being or in the workforce or anywhere that your life takes you as a woman so it's just the narrative is quickly becoming very anti-woman because Obviously, statistically, 50% of the people in the womb are women anyway. Yeah. And uh, it's just folding in on itself because it's not about women. It's not about the babies. It's about the religious sacrament and the religious traditions of the radical left. You, we alluded to making fun of uh, joking about Daily Wire. Andrew Claven with Daily Wire is one of my favorites. That is one podcast I listen to. Oh, every time me he too. puts one out. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I don't know Andrew Claven. I've, I've never met him. I don't think I've ever been around him to meet him, or I would have. I know everybody else over there. I don't know Clavin. Can we work that out, Chris? Can we work that out? I know Can I he, have I, some I, of that, too? I have lots of things to ask him. I, I know he and Glenn are close, but I, I would, like, I really love Andrew Clavin. But anyway, he put, you know, listening to him, he made me realize just how much everything that's going on is a war on women. Yeah. Everything that's mm-hmm. happening. They don't like women. They want to destroy women. Yep. They want to destroy womanhood. 
um, this is an assault. Uh, again, go back and listen to a lot of Andrew Clavin and stuff. Even read his books. Mm-hmm. He alludes to it. Um, I don't want to get dig too deep in that, but I want to bring it back to you because I know when I when I refer to you tongue in cheek as an anti feminist, you are an anti feminist in terms of the militant feminist oh, movement that's going femin- on, yeah. radical feminism, hundred percent. Which to me makes you an actual feminist, all right? Well, first wave, which wasn't really technically what feminism was, but I would say, yeah, I think legal rights for women is an amazing thing. It's funny, uh, whenever I give speeches at college campuses, they're always like, you just want to take away all of women's rights and chain them to the kitchen (laughs) counter. And I'm like, no, I want to allow women to be okay with wanting the things that they naturally want, a family, a husband, security, a nice house, things like that, right? And I want to inspire Gen Z to have a feeling of femininity because you were you were getting at something. You said it's an attack on women. Yes, it's an attack on womanhood. Yes, but even more so, it's an attack on femininity mm-hmm. because femininity is the very like, it's the expression of being a woman that facilitates and inspires change to happen in the world. Femininity is the spiritual aspect of being a woman and it's you know not only the ability to like bring life into the world but to bring life into situations where there wasn't life before right making a house into a home or you know spicing up a conversation and women just have this beautiful cultural ability um to just heighten the culture make a culture pursue excellence and softness and you know i'm a firm believer that men build things right but women give them the reason to build the things that they build in society and of course that's you know a picture of just the biblical relationship that the Lord has with the church. But, you know, I really believe the attack is on femininity, most of all, because that's the reason why men do the things they do and, you know, why life can even come into the world in the first place. This audience is going to love you. Um, And they should. I love you. And I will tell you what you just said as far as an expression of, and you ran past that, but it's so profound the relationship of the bridegroom with the church, yeah. with Christ, with the church. When when the bridegroom, the husband, if you will, Christ gives redemption and dignity to the church that was lost and is now redeemed. The mm. creative that comes out of that, mm-hmm. the community that comes out of that, the life giving uh, aspect of that. Yeah, it's please. so it's such an important union, and I and I think you know. Where would we be without that type of love that has enabled us to be whole again, mm-hmm. right? There's so much there to unpack. This, I appreciate you bringing that that up. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, good stuff. <laughs> Lily Kate, everybody, you need to be following her on social media. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But in these politically charged times, conservatives, they need to vote with their dollars. We talk about a parallel economy all the time. I love my friends over at Minutemen Coffee. I went to the mailbox the other day and uh, opened it up, had the little key in there and the little thing. So I had to go to the big box. I always love when I go because it means there's a package waiting on me. And I was excited. My new shipment of Minutemen Coffee had come in whole bean. That's right. Mm, So good. Uh, Listen, they are constitution-loving, patriotic Americans. They they do not operate with any fear of retaliation from the woke mob. They're not worried about getting canceled. They care so much about your constitutional rights that they'll actually send you a copy of the Constitution in every order of coffee that you that you buy so uh you put that constitution out there on the coffee table have a conversation you can give it to people every time that that order comes in give it give somebody a constitution it's amazing coffee though small batch handcrafted from family farms across the globe roasted to perfection delivered fresh to you i've had a lot of coffees and uh minute men's the best hits the mark when it comes to taste and aroma you're gonna love it 
go get it. You can get a full pound for less than most companies are going to charge you for a cup of coffee. Uh, and they got a special going right now. You get three bags of the Heritage Roast and add Trader Joe to the – I love that name, Trader Joe. Uh, <laughs> add it to the cart. It's going to be free as well as the shipping is going to be free. Uh, or you can use offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad at checkout for 15% off your order. Join the coffee revolution. Help us spread the Constitution and wake up without going out going woke. MinutemanCoffee.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sitting down with Lily Kate. As you know, at this point of the program, I've got to wax eloquent with you. Alas, my friends and neighbors, perishing are the days when you could say something funny and true at the same time and post it on the front of the store as you, you, you know, the store you manage. Just put it out on the marquee as if it were the giant tree in the middle of the town square. In the great state of Indiana, a hero among men wanders the streets looking for a new job today because he had the absolute gall to say what we'd all been thinking. The unnamed manager of a Dollar Tree store put this sign out front and I, he, this is what he said he said i apologize for us closing again my two new cashiers quit because i said their boyfriends couldn't stand here for the entire shift don't hire gen z's they don't know what work actually means uh now hiring baby boomers only things <laughs> game set and match let me tell you something if i was the ceo of dollar tree and i found out that this guy had put that sign on the front of my store my pen would break the speed of sound signing the necessary paperwork to promote him to the highest position in the company and why because he gets it that's why folks we're limping along at the tail end of a pandemic that left our workforce in absolute tatters over the last couple of years everywhere you go you see help wanted signs all over the dadgum place never has there ever been a bigger glut of jobs available to a larger group of asinine worthless lazy buttholes who don't have the sense god gave a banana split let me ask you something what's more offensive to the common sense mind the fact that these two brainless chicks quit because they thought they were being treated unfairly or because of their boyfriends plural boyfriends had the requisite time on their hands to stand at the cash register of a store all day like horny bumps on a log i mean what the hell's going on in this country am i the one that's crazy you can read that book and find out. No, what's crazy and most upsetting about this situation is that the frustrated manager who put the sign up out in front of the store got the boot. He got fired for pointing out what was not only obvious, but incredibly obviously, presumably, because he hurt somebody right in their feel feels, right? Folks, we're raising a new generation of namby-pamby, pajama-wearing, video game-guzzling, depressed, self-medicating, and self-diagnosing, fatally lazy intellectually, and in every other adverb form, masturbatory drains on the ever-collapsing teat of the society mid-prolapse. If you haven't taken a look out the window at the landscape passing by every day, it looks a little bit more like Mordor. Whatever happened to the notion that you not only needed to get your ass out the door in the morning and go to work, but that while you were there, you were subject to the rules and restrictions placed upon you by those who were responsible for signing your paycheck. I'm tired, mightily, dizzily, frustratingly tired of finding myself in the types of, of integrity that I cherish seeming to age out of the woodwork as the structure weakens and threatens to collapse. It would be one thing if I could comfort myself with the notion that it wouldn't happen in my time. Then at least I could only worry about what my kids are going to have to put up with. But listen, all this crap could blow up in our faces long before I'm dead. I still got some time left, I think. And then I'll have nothing left but the smug satisfaction that comes with saying, I told you so. Thankfully, I get a fair bit of juice out of that already. So I guess I won't complain too much. <sighs> Your boyfriend come sit with you at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing as I own a company from my home, yeah. he could, but he decided to go to college. There you go. And, uh, you know, create something out of himself. There you go. 
Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that description of Gen Z, I think, was probably my favorite I've ever heard. There you go. Can you send it to me so I can I'll send it to you. memorize it? Listen, here's the thing about that. Now, imagine, Chris, how much that store manager had to put up with. Yep. Like, how much grace yep. he gave them. Oh, my And gosh. said, you know, your boyfriend can't stay here. Can't stay in here. But kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Before he finally went and got all of the little letters out for the sign. <laughs> put, can you put the picture of the sign back up there again? If you got that, if you still got that clip. But he goes out there and he puts the sign up that says all of this stuff. It's amazing. It says, we're only hiring boomers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what it's coming to. I mean, work is supposed to be apparently this place that's super comfortable. Um, back to my show, Sanity Check, we asked them something about free speech on campus. And one of the girls, she said, um, well, campus is somewhere where you're supposed to feel totally comfortable. That's the point of college. Yeah. yeah. And. I mean, my expertise in college is very limited because I've only been to the most insane ones. But I don't think you're supposed to feel comfortable necessarily at college in so no. far that your responsibilities don't matter. That's a safe space culture. Oh, yeah. Right. They think college campus is supposed to be a safe space. They, they, and look, I'm not saying you shouldn't be safe, but then, then we're, <laughs> we're talking about safe from ideas, yeah, like words. safe from words and opinions. Safe and, from microaggressions. You know, people, you're at UC Berkeley and you're scared of somebody that got elected and holds office in Washington, D.C., right? right? Or, or if somebody put the word Trump in chalk on a sidewalk and you're like, I need to go you know <laughs> hug a teat you know i need to go snuggle with barney or something like that that that's the kind of thing that drives me up the wall right right um it that's why and i say this every time we've had you know brett cooper was on here morgan zegger comes on here you come on here and i'm like thank god for this generation of young women who are out there have some common sense <laughs> it, it don't need to be you know what i'm saying you're strong you're strong. You're mentally strong and you engage. You engage in culture. You're not afraid to go out there and engage people on college campuses, things like that. God, we need more of this. Yeah, but actually something you said there I want to kind of focus on too because typically, you know, people always subscribe, subscribe to, you know, my stuff and they're like, oh, well, you think women should be weak. And I'm like, no, but she's not going to be, you know, jacked like uh, Will Thomas is. Yeah. You know, she's, <laughs> she has to be strong in her own feminine way because yeah. there's, believe it or not, there are different ways to be strong True. as a person. And I think something that, you know, Brett Cooper, Morgan Zegers, and I hope I have in common is that we are strong in the femininity and we argue in a feminine way we present ourselves in a feminine way which again lifts you know people to a higher place yeah. of excellence and makes them want to be the best versions of themselves while also searching after a life of fulfillment and happiness um so i think that's an important distinction you know it's strong yeah. in a feminine way yeah as i don't need you to, to lift 200 pounds right <laughs> I, like I, I, that's that's not what any of us are looking for necessarily i mean i can't lift 200 pounds at this stage in my life so i'm not i'm not asking anybody else to do it um but yeah, that's it, it, it's just the mental toughness that seems to be missing across the board mm -hmm. culturally in America these days. We yeah. really are soft soft group of people oh yeah and i mean it's heightened with the curation the violent curation of social media content yeah. i mean once big tech companies start saying okay well we're gonna dictate and now the government with their ministry of truth board right yeah um you know once they're like okay we're gonna decide what's good for you pat you on the head and send you along your way good little liberal here's a lollipop you know yeah. like we're just we are in this culture that i don't think we could fight a war I don't like with our no. boys now, the testosterone no. is so low. First of all, I don't even think half of them could even get a girl pregnant. Okay. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs>
Problem solved. But yeah, we're really we're really weak right now, and it's pretty unimpressive. However, you know, this is the time where young leaders can rise up yeah. and hopefully enlighten people and lead them in the right direction to inspire them in various ways to find their Ephesians two ten calling and like click it. into actual masculinity, actual femininity, and you know, return to traditionalism. Because Gen Z, we have such a longing to belong. Like we have such a longing to be seen. That's why we're creating, you know, yeah. pansexual, cheese sexual, whatever <laughs> it is. We're creating all of these because we truly just want to belong. Yeah. And it's really sad, but it's it's a very natural human want. Community. Yeah. People want community. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like we're that different from what we were, you know, hundreds, even thousands of years ago. We want to be seen. Women want to be loved. Men want to know that they are capable and can rise to the occasion and we can answer each other's deepest questions. And so I think that in the process of searching for identity in so many wrong places, Gen Z, and of course this is optimistic of me, but might come back to a semblance of tradition and traditional values with you know marriage, family, community emphasized, finding belonging and purpose in a church, serving something outside of yourself like your community, church, or country. Mm. I think that Gen Z actually has a really good chance at coming back to that and yeah. maybe redeeming you know the culture a little bit. Yeah. You are optimistic. I like that. The, pe- <laughs> the pendulum does swing. The pendulum does swing. And it, I mean, it is really stretching the bounds of the spring right now. Oh, yeah. So. Stretch marks are going to be real the, in this generation. Strong. <laughs> strong. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. In our overtime segments, I have been laying some heavy truth on you, but I believe that what's coming tomorrow... Uh, the overtime is going to be as, and I want to sound real Glenn Beck here. It could be the most important overtime I've ever done, uh, and I say that in all sincerity. You do not want to miss this. I'm going to break down the spiritual foundations for what's happening in our country when it comes to this issue over the right to life. You do not want to miss it. If you haven't signed up yet, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save you on the annual subscription. Come on. There's no such thing as a free lunch, folks. We keep giving you this stuff, giving it to you, giving it to you. Support us here at Blaze TV. Use promo code Chad. Uh, I never know what these TikTok videos are going to say, Lily. Oh, yeah. So I, he surprises me. Chris likes to I'll see. I'll cover if he, my ears if there's bad words. He likes to see. <laughs> you'll be okay. <laughs> I, I like to see if he, if he could trigger me. Um, so let's get into it, Chris. Play one. If they actually do this, yeah, uh, that would be the time where rioting would be okay. I got the pitchforks, you get the gas and the torches. Uh, let's f***ing do that shit, because uh-uh, you're not forcing... No, no. 
There's only one solution to this, to all of this, because it's all interconnected. <laughs> Starts with V, ends with E, and it's not vote. Hey, TikTok. Do you ever wake up in the morning and think you just want to burn it all to the ground? <laughs> and what I mean by burning it all to the ground is those old white men and the women who support them who want to tell me what to do with my body. If Roe versus Wade gets overturned, there will be mayhem in these streets. You think the global protests around George Floyd were big? You just f***ing wait when you launch an attack on 50% of the American population. If you supported the use of violence to defend abortion clinics when the state recognized abortion rights and the cops were doing it, you should have zero problems with people outside the law now doing the exact same thing. Fifty percent of the country looks like you pussies. I ain't worried about none of it. So, like, come on with it. Like, I'll, I'll buy you some gasoline. I'll get, at least get you started with the first gallon. It's five dollars. Oh man. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, at first thought is I was surprised to see so many men having opinions because uh, got apparently opinions, it's apparently, apparently it's binary yeah. again. You know, men and women, nothing in between. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. I think they don't understand what overturning Roe would actually do, right? They always talk about how this is a threat to our democracy, but what Roe, overturning Roe would do is just have the question of what should we do about abortion back down to the states so that the legislators could make laws in their own states about abortion and you can vote those legislators in. Right. So in a way, actually in a very direct way, it's returning to the what democracy actually is supposed to be, first of all. Second point is, and you know, I say this as lightly and nicely as I can, those women, there is something so crazy and demonic about their eyes. Well, specifically the one with the girl with a knife. Yeah. I mean, you know, fiery, but mostly peaceful in the end. But I guess we'll see what happens if the decision is true, but just... I'm not afraid of those guys, but girls can be vicious. <laughs> girls can be the worst fascist I, types. Some of those girls, I don't think they can run down the street, much less go to war. <laughs> so I'm not, again, too worried about it. But people are crazy. People oh, yeah. are crazy. We saw the person that attacked Dave Chappelle right. on the uh, on the stage there. And uh, the where was that? The Hollywood Bowl? I don't even know where that show yeah, was. Yeah, not only it was a Hollywood Bowl, the guy had a fake knife yeah. with a... I mean, a fake gun with a knife knife inside, inside of it. the fake gun. Yeah, what's the point of the fake gun? Yeah, exactly. No Why don't you idea. just bring the knife? He probably just didn't know how to use a gun. Didn't know how. Yeah, exactly. Embarrassing. But that's see, that's what Will Smith. That's what he did. Now you get to attack comedians. <laughs> now you get yeah, to everybody. No, gets a, it's a trend. And another thing that if going back to the Supreme Court uh, uh, leak that happened, if this possibly is able to flip a vote the other way so Roe is not overturned, then that will set a trend, just like you can attack comedians now. If this um, actually goes through and, you know, they don't put, they don't overturn Roe, that's going to be a trend. The left can do whatever they want. They yeah. can dox whoever they want, leak whatever they want, despite the integrity of the court and the, you know, agreements that they actually sign in to be working in the court. Yeah. And it'll be full on mob rule, anarchy, intimidation tactics, because, you know, we're going to be here all moral trying to do things the right way while they're just, 
you know, yeah. trying to wreck the whole country. Well, they may not want what they're asking for. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, but it's a good nice. thing we're kind of nice. We're kind of nice. Yeah. We'll see how long it goes. <laughs> Hang tight. One more segment. Be right back. Follow Lily Kate on Instagram. It's Lily Kate. That's with one L. Lily with one, well, two the L's, but not together. The proper way to spell it. There you go. <laughs> uh, Lily with one L. Uh, it's Lily Kate. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Where, real quick, where will people be able to get the show? Oh, Sanity Check USA on all platforms. Sanity Check USA yeah. on all platforms. Do not miss out. Watchchad.com is where you can find me. That's where all the fun stuff is. Uh, we'll be in Naples, Florida, May 25th. Two shows that night. Off the Hook Comedy Club. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Conservative Ant's going to be there as well as my buddy Bobby Sausalito at Take Naps. Uh, you watch him. You love him. He's been on this show as well. Uh, he is going to be there. Opening for me is going to be two shows that night. All the information. Get your tickets. Come hang out with us in Naples. One night only, midweek, uh, May 25th, Naples, Florida. Don't Miss it. Watch Chad.com. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Uh, use promo code Chad. And don't forget, go shopping. Uh, ChadOnBlaze.com. Overtime. Do not miss it. We'll see you next week. Love you. God bless you. Bye.